This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? Thanks for tuning in to our Thursday episode. We won't have our regular segments, but we will be talking about the trade deadline and what went down with Iron Man himself, Carl Osner. And I'm here, as always, in studio with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm excited for everybody to get to hear the second part of the interview, um, unless you already watched the entire stream. But, you know, as he said, we don't have the segments, but I think Carl's enough snack for for a whole episode, so we don't even need snack time or hockey troll Hip check. Hip check. There it is. Okay. All right. He doesn't even know. Well, (laughs) Caps fans, we do have to pay the bills a little bit here. So I'd like to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as they gear up for the playoffs. While some teams are locks to make the playoffs, others are still fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game, and if during that game... The team of your choosing hits a three, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 101 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. This year, teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace, so get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook before these, this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. For a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code THPN and get this awesome deal again that is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you sign up, use code THPN. Enjoy this free offer and thank us later. Thank us later. Now, strap in, folks, for what is an amazing interview, as always, with Iron Man himself, Carl Alsner, as we discuss the league's trade deadline and, most importantly, at the very end, the Washington Capitals acquiring Anthony Mantha and Raffle and what we gave up for that trade. We hope you enjoy it. All right. So April 2nd, the Blackhawks acquire uh, forward Vinny Hindestroza from the, from the Panthers in exchange for, exchange for um, Brad Morrison. I think that the Panthers are 100% in. Like, I think they're trying to go for it. They're low-key good um, this year. And... I mean, I'm not really, I don't really know uh, Brad Morrison, but I know Hinnestros is kind of like a a scoring forward, but uh, I think this is a depth move. Uh, What do you guys think? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he was with Chicago already, and he just got moved back, uh, Notre Dame boy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I agree, the the Panthers are very low-key good. Like, I don't think that division is getting much coverage anyway. Right. Um, but I think they're going to make a splash. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, here's a big one. The Devils on April 7th traded Paul Mary and Zajac, a veteran of that team, to the Islanders for prospects A.J. Green, Mason Jobst, and first a first-round pick in 2021 and a fourth-round pick in 2022. Uh, I, needless to say, the, the Islanders are all in, right? I think we can agree on that. Yeah, it seems like it. That was a that was a big splash. Wasn't really expecting that, but uh, you know, at first you're not really sure exactly where those guys are going to slot in. And just looking at that, well, they've played two games, two or three games since they've been there, and it's interesting to see because you'd probably first think Paul Mary's the you know the the big guy that that they're you're getting their guy that can score goals and and help a, a defensive minded team maybe, but I think he's only played like. 13 minutes under 14 minutes in both the games that he's played and Zajac's been the one that's played he's played 15 and a half and 18 or something like that in the two games he's played so it's kind of interesting how it works I'm not surprised Trotsy likes a guy who's defensive minded right like Zajac good two-way player but um yeah those are guys that that have a pretty good NHL pedigree and really really could do do a lot of good for that team so I think it's uh it ends up being a pretty sweet trade for for the Islanders. I I, I think it's going to help them a lot, which is scary for the rest of the division. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing that the Islanders have struggled with at times, other than the time they blew us out, uh, was is goal scoring. So I think that they got the right pieces, and in return, the Devils got a lot of pieces for their rebuild. I mean. Uh, first round pick in this upcoming draft is is huge plus two prospects. So I think um they got the improvement and they paid for it. Uh yeah. as far as yeah. the as far as the Islanders go. Um April eighth, the next day, the Florida Panthers traded uh Brett Connolly, Riley Stillman, Henrik Borgstrom, and a seventh round pick in the twenty twenty one draft to the Blackhawks for Lucas Carlson and Walmark. Uh, center Lucas Walmark. What do you what do you think? I mean, that's a pretty that's a lot of players moving. Yeah. Um, you know, last season it was a a lot of players going for picks. This season it seems like player for player, um, even within the division, which is crazy. So, I mean, w- what's up with Brett Connolly, man? What do you think of that guy? Oh, Connell, I, he's one of my best best buddies in hockey. I'd say I yeah. love him. Him and his wife are great. It's uh, he's just a he's a funny guy to to know because he's. His sense of humor is like super dry. You never know what you're getting out of him. Not not a whole lot of uh, smiles or big reactions. So it's kind of I loved him as a teammate. Um, he had that awesome year in Wash when when they won. Was rewarded for that with his contract. And um, I think I think they really loved Florida. Loved being in Florida. But obviously something wasn't quite right there with uh, with his position and the coaching staff. So hopefully he uh, he likes this move to to Chicago and, and could be a big help, but you know, I, I mean, I think he's kind of undervalued that for, for the way that this trade is, this trade is gone. I think he can bring a lot to that team. Depends on if he fits in there. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's interesting that Chicago and Florida made two deals with right. each other back to back like that. <laughs> they just want to trade teams or something like that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, and I mean, this is a pretty, this is a big one. I mean, a lot of depth is moving back and forth. So we'll see what the, what the Hawks can do. And, you know, it's interesting to see that like the Quinville coached Panthers are, are making these moves. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously there's a familiarity there, right. With the, with the previous team, I'd say. Um, yeah. 
Moving on, Toronto traded a 2022 conditional pick for Columbus's Riley Nash. Uh, you know, that's kind of a, a depth move there. Um, and then at the same day, Colorado traded a fourth round pick for 2022 or fourth round pick in 2022 to Detroit for Patrick Nemeth. Uh, I've got nothing there. I think that's, you know, you're seeing a lot of teams do this for the cap too, right? Like just move things around just so they can have some mm-hmm. space, uh, to go for it or just to unload, right? Um, again, on April 10th, Colorado traded Greg Pattern, Pattern for, um, uh, and a 2021 fifth round pick for Devin Dubnik. So Grubauer, uh, who is the starter there in Colorado and is now healthy, is getting a good veteran back up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when I was on my buddy's podcast a couple of weeks ago, Five for Talking, mm-hmm. um, they were saying to me how they think that um, they don't have, they, they don't think Colorado has a Stanley Cup goalie. And, um, or at least, you know, maybe Grubauer can't do it on his own. And uh, I think. Obviously, they were thinking they needed more depth, and I I like this move um, as an also Avalanche fan. Sure. I I think Dubnik has been solid throughout his whole career, and Grubauer with his frequent groin issues, I think this is a very good move for Colorado. Sure, I mean it's a bona fide backup, and maybe uh, Carl, you can since you played with Gruby. I mean, what what's your take? Yeah, I think it's a good move. I know I know Doobie a little bit too. Um, he was in Calgary when I was in Calgary in the summer. So I know both goalies. Uh, I actually thought when the talk was going around the Caps, if they were going to go try and get another goalie, that Dubnik would be a nice guy to have. He's a big, big body. Um, and he can definitely be the starter if they want him to be the starter, need him to be the starter. But uh, I think Ruby's got what it takes to, to be the guy. I mean, the, his team gives him enough run support to right. have some bad nights every now and then too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, if he stays healthy, they're going to be set. If he doesn't, they're going to be set. I think this was a, this was a nice move, nice move for that team. And they got out in front of it by, by getting the guy they wanted, at least we think the guy they wanted. So that was kind of a, it was a nice play. Yeah. Um, they definitely needed it. And, you know, they gave up next to nothing. Right. I mean, kind of a lesser known player and a fifth round pick. I mean, fifth round pick at that point might not even have a, that's probably an AHL right? Uh, so good, good on them. Uh, the same day Buffalo traded Brandon Montour, a bit of a veteran there to Florida for a third round pick in 2021. Again, Quinville trying to get those puzzle pieces in for depth. Um, and a three-way trade Columbus received, um, a, was that a first round? A t- in 2021, a third round in 2022, and Detroit received a fourth round pick for, and the Lightning received David Savard and Brian Lashoff. So I think this is a mixture of depth moves plus cap reassignment. Is is that, what are you guys thinking of this? Yeah, I don't know exactly. <laughs> they, they got, they see something that they needed, um, but that's that's probably what it was trying to trying to move some cap stuff and and uh, you know figure it out. Some, sometimes teams don't want to trade straight up with you, right? So you got to find a, a creative way to uh, to get around that. And so that could have something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, Tampa wants probably wants a little bit of uh, D depth 
maybe they uh, they got some guys that are that are dinged up that we don't know about and uh, might need them at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, April eleventh, Caps trade uh, Jonas Sigenthaler to New Jersey for conditional uh, third round pick in twenty twenty one. You know, I hate to I hate to see Sieg's leave, man. I mean, he I think he did a really good job while he was here, but just kind of got buried in the lineup due to the veterans that we pulled in. And and I think that the the Caps, I mean, as you know, Carl are deep and they they've drafted consistently uh, solid defensemen. So, I mean, I think that for Siegenthaler, the player from a, you know, it sucks to see him go, but I think that he's going to love playing in New Jersey as they grow. Uh, he's going to fit in great with that young core. I mean, what, what's your take, Carl? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know Sieg's that well um, as a guy or as a player, but from what I understand, guys really, really liked him. So um, I, the way that I would see this is, you got to feel pretty happy that a team is willing to let you go and let you have another chance somewhere else instead of being that seventh, eighth guy while you have these, uh, these veteran veterans in front of you that you're not, you're not going to get a chance to play instead of just keeping you there because they can keep you there and they may need you at some point. So I like this move uh, for him that he has a chance to go and play um, and, uh, and hopefully make an impact and, and get his career really going. So um, it was good and also a good move to to kind of set the stage to clear clear things out a little bit for future moves for the team. Right, exactly, exactly. Plus Ovechkin maxing out probably again. So uh, even though it was like 800K in, in cap space, every, little, every penny counts, every dollar counts. Um, Montreal, though, traded Hayden Verbeek uh, and a 2021 fifth-round pick to Detroit for John Merrill, who was a pretty highly touted uh, – free agent or, or at least somebody who was on the, tra- uh, the, the trading block there. Um, Montreal low key, uh, kind of making a push here. I think, what do you think, Carl? This is classic Montreal Canadians load up on D men, take every <laughs> single D men that you can get and just spread them throughout your organization. It's as we'll see later, they have another one that they get, that they right. get too. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a lot of guys. They have, they have, good defenseman right now so i'm not sure exactly the uh, thought process behind it but they made the trade so beaker is a good kid too the young he's he's little but he's super fast and so i think this is probably a good thing to good thing for him to hopefully get a chance to to grow in detroit so i'm happy for him awesome awesome good stuff um the maple leaves acquire it's a big one felino felino from the columbus blue jackets and forward uh, Stefan Nosen from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a first-round pick in the 2021 draft and fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft going to Columbus and the fourth round's going to uh, San Jose for 2021. Uh, the Caps, I think I think Felina would have fit in great with the Caps, and I know that they were after him, but it started to fall through. And, you know, I was texting you earlier like, man, I think that the Caps are – a lot of things are falling through for him, and I think this might have been uh, – you know, I guess exhibit a in that, in that sense. But what do you see with Toronto with this addition? Well, first of all, it's interesting because it, it cost a first and a, a first and a fourth rounder. And then they ended up giving, giving up a little bit more than that to get the player that they ended up getting. So it's interesting how it fell through. I'd be curious to know the other things that happened uh, around that trade, but 
Um, Felino gives that team, gives Toronto a uh, tons of options now for line combinations. He's a little bit more gritty of a player than um, than maybe what the Leafs have right now. There's a couple guys that, that can be gritty, but I think Felino is the guy that brings uh, brings just a, a different dimension to that team that they've been missing over the years. So um, he could be really, yeah, he could he could be a really really nice fit for that team. Um, but they're kind of trending in a good direction too. I hate to say it, I, mean, I love the Leafs because I grew up grew up a bit of a Leafs fan. But uh, they uh, they they look like they could be pretty scary. He, he could be a guy that. Uh, helps everybody just be a little bit more accountable team. When you get a captain from another team coming to your team to go along with a guy like Spezza and Thornton, guys that have uh, as the experience that they have, um, that kind of turns you into a team like the Capitals, you know, with, with right. guys, lots of veteran veteran players that, that keep everybody accountable and honest. And um, with how many young, high-end, talented players there are in Toronto that have come in and been kind of like, you're the guy right from day one. Sometimes you need uh, – a Felino to, you know, bring everybody together. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, that's something that the, the Leafs, I mean, they're no question offensively talented, but I think a good two way forward there is definitely going to help them out. And would you, I think that with this move they're they're all in too. I mean, they're, they're ready to duke it out and try to make a conference final. Yeah, it seems like it definitely does. Uh, speaking of the Leafs, they acquired Dave Riddich from the Calgary Flames in exchange for a thir- third round pick in the 2022 NHL draft. Again, they're just adding goalie depth there. Uh, Anderson's been good, but I think a little bit of a veteran backup who can come and take a little bit of load off and, and, uh, also, you know, give a peace of mind in case, you know, Anderson kind of falters a bit is, is a big thing there. So Toronto well, looks to be making a low key push, huh? Well, that, that's that's what. So, Rich is another guy that I had kind of marked down for the Caps in case they maybe needed a goalie. But what's so interesting to me is, so Anderson's injury that he has must be maybe something that could be lingering or nagging. I, it's it's. I'm curious about it because was it Campbell? Campbell's their goalie right now. He's won ten straight, right? And they still felt the need to go in and, and pick up a goalie. That kind of makes you wonder. You know what's going on with uh, with Anderson, so it's uh, you know another one of those things. It'd be nice to know the inner workings of the team right now, but they seem to be fairly set with um, in goal now. With three guys that that clearly can play, but one that might be a little dinged up. So yeah, Toronto's going for it. They're they're loading up, and this is uh, this is kind of interesting to see. But because even for them, if you think about it, they've had struggles in the first round, so they look pretty set to at least get out of this division, which would right. be better than they've had in the last few years. So I think it could be one of those things like the caps where um, I always knew if we could get out of the second round, we were going to the finals, no doubt about it. And it took a while. And then finally the team got out of the second round and they won the darn thing. So this could be the same, the same thought process with the Leafs, you know, just we, we think we're getting out of our division. Let's really make a push for it now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, they're there's, they've spent enough on their stars. So Getting somebody who's kind of, um, you know, spinning to the, to the cap is, is a necessity. Uh, Boston Bruins acquire defenseman Mike Riley from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for a third-round pick in the 2022 draft. Again, I mean, Boston was buying all day long this this uh, deadline. That just gives them a little bit of depth because we just mentioned um, in the previous uh, episode here, well, now previous episode, that 
the, the Boston defense, the, the blue line's definitely a little dinged up. So uh, mm-hmm. the centers definitely aren't going anywhere. They know that. Uh, so might as well get some value out of some guys right now and move some cap away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Riley's a pretty good offensive defenseman too. So yeah. that could uh, give him a little bit more offense from the back end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. The Islanders acquire defenseman Braden Coburn. Did I just say that? No. Okay, Don't. yeah. <laughs> from, uh, from the Senators in exchange for a seventh-round pick. Uh, again, you know, depth, depth, depth. Depth, depth themes seems to be the, the big theme. I mean, it is every trade deadline, but you see that uh, there's been a couple big splashes, which the Caps have made, and we will cover that here eventually. But, uh, you know, I, I think that Trotz knows his defenseman, and he he has a certain archetype that he wants here. So interesting to see. And again, I think that we've all identified that the Islanders are all in. So, do you know Braden Coburn at all? Or yeah, I know him a little bit. Uh, big big boy. I'm not sure how how his skating is right now, but he used to be an unbelievable skater. Um, smart, good leadership. I think just a a good anchor for the back end there. Another guy that kind of takes up a lot of ice when he's on the ice. So, um, yeah, it's, it could be a nice fit. I think Trotsy likes that type of player that he is. So, um, this is, yeah, it's, it's a nice move by them. Good pickup. Yep. Now here's one that I'm definitely interested to hear your opinion on the Pittsburgh Penguins acquire forward Jeff Carter from the LA Kings in exchange for conditional picks in 22 and 23. Uh, now Malkin's out. And has been for a while. Who knows what the prognosis is on that, and if whether he comes back full steam or not. Especially we're down the stretch, which is really only like ten games anymore. Um, what do you think about this trade, man? I mean, yeah. When I saw it, I was kind of like, "What? Is that actually happened?" That's kind of uh, interesting. I know he's he's a little bit older now, but he can still move. He can still shoot the puck. Like having a trigger man like that with a Crosby is uh, scary. Um, so, and the pedigree, I mean, someone who's, who's won, been a part of great teams. Uh, the only thing I can think about is he's maybe pissed. He's leaving LA, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah>. Pittsburgh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, this is, uh, yeah, it's scary though. You look at all the teams in this division have done something pretty significant to get better. Um, and this one, this one is, I wouldn't say the scariest maybe of them all, but it's a, it's a smart move by the Penguins to, to, to pick him up. Cause like I said, he can, he can still scoot and he can shoot. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it it kind of feels like uh, when the Caps brought in Justin Williams, it's like mm-hmm. that, that same kind of puzzle piece. Uh, Cause what he's, uh, he lost with the Flyers and he's got two cups yeah, in LA. Yeah. So. Uh, I think it's pretty scary as a Caps fan. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if he slots in at the fourth line, that's that's a, you know, they've got pieces like McCann who's been who's been playing center that can move to the wing. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, they've instantly become a little bit deeper, which is you know <laughs> never good. Um, <clears throat> Buffalo, big one, traded Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar to Boston for Anders Bjork and a second round pick in the. In the draft, um, and, and the year's not specified up to this point, or at least we don't know at, at right now. I'm not sure which which pick they got, but Boston, I think also, or I mean, I think uh, 
Buffalo also retained 50% of the salary for Taylor Hall as well. I think this is pretty lopsided in favor of Boston. You know, say what you will about Taylor Hall, but he's got to be able to excel with a way better team. I mean, I think this is probably the best team he's ever been on. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I hope for his sake that he, he can find it and get going because he's a heck of a player to watch when, when he is playing and he's got lots of tools in his toolkit. So, um, Curious to see how he's going to slot because they've had Pasternak uh, playing with Krejci instead of uh, as much with Bergeron and Marchand. So I'm curious if they would throw him on there, even though Smith has been playing good. So it's interesting. It gives it gives their team, uh, the Bruins, some more flexibility with their line combinations. So that's kind of interesting for them. And Curtis Lazar is a great, great two-way player. He doesn't, maybe doesn't get enough credit for what he can do um, in the face-off circle and, and just all around on the ice. So... Um, yeah, that's a nice. That's the other one. When I when I look at all the trades, the Jeff Carter one is scary to Pittsburgh, but I think this one um, has the potential to be uh, pretty deadly. Um, yeah. But the the confidence thing, you know, that he Taylor Hall's confidence has just been taking a beating. I would imagine in in Buffalo all year, so he's going to need some time to to get that back and uh, and feel good probably about himself. So if he gets off to a hot start, then watch out. But if he doesn't, the team struggles a little bit, loses another 8-1, couple 8-1 games. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what the rest of the division would like to see, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. I, it's probably a pretty good move by Boston. Yeah, and, and low-key Lazar might be able to slot in there where when Krejci ends up retiring or gets gets moved. You know, I mean, he, Krejci's a unbelievable player, but he's the third-line anchor, man. I mean, he's like a, a, a really good third-line player. Um, so... I think Curtis Lazar kind of slots in there nicely and he's a little younger. Um, mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche forward Carl Soderberg from Chicago in exchange for Dickinson and rights to Ryder Ralston. Polly, what, what's going on with this? Well, uh, it's, it's good to see Soderberg come back to Colorado. I think he, he was really turning it on before he, he moved and I think he'll fit right in, and this is a, a very good move for Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tampa Bay acquires defensive defenseman Frederick Cleason from San Jose in exchange for goaltender Magnus Krona. Uh, I don't even know what this is. I don't really yeah. recognize too many of these names. I think they're kind of uh, low-key, again, kind of just depth moves. Uh, the Oilers acquire Kulikov from New Jersey in exchange for a conditional fourth round pick. Uh, again, I think the Devils are just really loading up to retool here or at least bolster their rebuild. Yeah, um, I think with that Siegenthaler move, and um, I was I just texted you earlier, I think this move is going to bite the caps in the ass in five years yeah. when Siegenthaler and that young core – are, you know, clicking and buzzing. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, New Jersey's on the come, but they've got to do it. I mean, they've got to work this expertly, right? Because they do have some older players and they've offloaded like Palmieri's, Ajax, right? <clears throat> right. And I know Neil Villapiano was pumped about that. Like not so much losing those guys, but for the rebuild, uh, he was, he was like, Hey, this is kind of what needs to happen because by the time, 
you know, in four or five years, a lot of these guys aren't going to be worth much uh, in, as far as on the trade block goes, and you still got to pay them. So, you know, low key, they're, they're definitely on the five year plan, I'd say, in New Jersey is. Yeah. Uh, finally, well, moving on, the Blackhawks acquire Adam Gaudet from Vancouver in exchange for Matthew Highmore. Uh, you know, I've got nothing there. Um, the Knights acquire <laughs> Matthias Janmark forward John DeSimone and a fifth round pick in the 2022 draft from Chicago uh, and the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a second round pick in the 21 draft and a third round pick in the 22 draft. San Jose receives a fifth round pick in the 2022 draft. You know, San Jose seems to be selling hard. Same with the the Blackhawks here, right? I mean, they've got a they're again retooling, rebuilding. Um, Carl, Carl, you think that the Blackhawks have a chance within Taze and Kane's career to to do something again, or do you think their window's over? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't really know what their prospect pool is like, and they were not they weren't they doing pretty decent at the beginning of the year this year too, and then. Yeah, something happened. I'm. It's hard to say. I mean, like Taze has been hurt all year, right? He's has his uh, is it a stomach issue or something like that? Virus? Yeah. I don't know. He's he's been battling some stuff. Right. I mean, Kane still seems to be Kane. He's got. They have that uh, Kubalik who looks dynamite. So they have. They still have some pieces there. But I mean, when they were as good as they were, their back end was so solid. Their mm-hmm. goaltending was was good. Their their D were really, really good. Their system they had down pat. Um, so it's hard to imagine that they'll get back to that that level. But, I mean, they still could be a decent team. I I just, I don't know. I, th- they were at a bar that nobody else could really match. So right. I don't think we'll quite get to that. But uh, to go to this trade, though, this is this is a good trade for Vegas. Uh, sure. This Jan Mark is... It's a pretty good player. He's gonna he's gonna help them out. Vegas is Vegas is just stockpiled full of good hockey players and crafty and smart. And this is a uh, it's a team that if you run into in the finals, it's it's gonna be hard. If you run into at any point, it's gonna be hard to beat as long as they don't get a a phantom five minute penalty against <laughs> yeah. them. They uh, they should do okay. And. I've- you know, uh, just real quick, that's that's a team that has a lot of pressure, unbelievably, right? Going to the finals in the first uh, year of their existence and then being competitive from then on out, which was NHL designed. And uh, obviously, we always jab the boys on the network that the NHL gave you this team. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> quiet down over there, you noobs. But, you know, wh- what do you got, Polly? Well, I, was just, I think when uh, Vegas and Colorado meet in the playoffs, it's probably going to be the best playoff series like maybe even better than the cup you're probably right that's going to be fun to watch for sure that's going to be really fun i love colorado's team too their d is just so exciting to watch and vegas is just one of the best teams to watch play hockey on tv or in their building it's just wicked but i guess the, the thing that will be interesting to see is if seattle can do the same same type of thing that vegas did then then we can say thank you NHL for doing this to, for two teams. But if they can't quite match what uh, Vegas was able to do, then yeah, go hats off to George McPhee and uh, Kelly McCrimmon for putting that squad together. Cause that's, that'd be pretty impressive if, if it was just a one-off. Absolutely. No doubt. Um, and that's an interesting point. I think a lot of 
uh, th- I think with all the expansion teams, there's unbelievable pressure like no, like never before. You know, when the Capitals were an expansion team, they still hold the record for the worst season in the NHL, right? So, like, uh, <laughs> you know, before it was like, here's a bunch of fourth liners, enjoy. But the cool part that I, I think um, is that Vegas coming into the scene has really just shown how great the talent is, the talent pool is for the NHL. They basically took a bunch of shunned second and third liners and made them superstars. So yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, it's true. It, it's all about opportunity in this league. If you if your team gives you the opportunity, you can shine. If they don't, then you have a hard time. It's uh, it can make make or break a lot of guys' careers. So it's uh, it's nice to see that guys get an opportunity. Absolutely. Um, okay, here we go. The big one. Uh, <laughs> We're finally the here. Big one. The Caps acquire Anthony Mantha from Detroit for Jacob Verana, Richard Panik, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2022 second-round pick. The Caps also acquired Michael Roffel from Philly for a fifth-round pick. Um, I hate to see Verana go. I love the kid, but, you know, and I said it two podcasts ago probably, uh, if you're going to hang your hat on only scoring goals, you need to score goals. Uh, if you know, uh, and having a 13 game goal is streak and only like three points there is not going to cut it. Um, <clears throat> I think that the Capitals on the off season doubled down on their identity, which is be big, strong, imposing, you know, massive team, tough to play against defensively stingy, but also can, can burn you with, uh, the finesse and, and talent. Um, you know, I think they've tripled down on that. So, uh, Polly, what what do you think? Real quick here. Uh, well, I know that Capitals Twitter isn't happy because it's, it's Verona, Verona's like a Capitals uh, <coughs> Capitals Twitter sweetheart. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think going along the lines of their identity, this makes sense. Um, I think Mantha can contribute a more well-rounded game. Um, I mean, we gave up a lot for him, but a lot. I really don't hate it. You know what? Mantha's like two fifty or something, and like six five. Dude's a beast, and he can finish, and he's supposed to be able to play play both ways. Uh, I think for a cup run, this might be the right move, especially when it's win now all the time. And then Michael Roffel, again, kind of a low key. He's, he's a hard nosed player. He's going to be defensively responsible too. I, I would think, uh, Carl, you, you played with, uh, against these guys and with these guys. Um, what's your take? Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of like, uh, it's a, it's a flip pat panic for, for Roffel cheaper, probably faster, maybe more responsible um, of a player. So, you know, I'd say that's a, probably a good play right there. And then you got two picks, you know, high picks. From from what people are saying, this draft might not be quite as as deep as maybe some of them in the past. Right. I mean, who knows? Who knows how that pans out, but that's what people say. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you give that up. But then you're going Manta and Vrana. I mean – Anthony Mantha is the second best player on the Detroit Red Wings. You right. get this a team's second best player for five, what's he make? Five and a half million dollars a year. Right. Um, kind of, you know, kind of in his prime. I mean, you kind of, you take that. That That's, uh, I think you think you got to go after that. And a guy that's that big, just think, think of the lineup. They think you got Chara, you got Dylan, you got Ovi, you got Tom Wilson. You, 
this team is huge. That's pretty intimidating seeing, seeing that across from you, all guys that can play, that can skate and be responsible. Um, this, I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good trade and a pretty slick uh, move by uh, Cullen to be able to pull this off, to get a guy that has, you know, a contract of 5.7 and, and, and sneak everything under the cap and have uh, some salary be, uh, be retained. And it's uh this is a, this is a, Really, really cool play, I think. And as long as he stays healthy, I know he's had some issues with uh, with his health and and being injury free. Um, and if he gets back to to what what he can do, that's a hard player to play against. So that just shores up this uh, the depth of this team. So I mean, I'd say bow down to Brian McClellan for uh, for pulling this off. And I yeah. think I heard on uh, NHL radio on the drive over, he's got three years left on his contract. Monte yeah. does? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's not a rental. Right. I didn't realize no. that. I didn't realize that, but that's awesome. Um, yeah. And, you know, it helps. I mean, I know the Detroit boys, they're in the dumpster right now. Um, you know, they've had, it, they've had enough success in their uh, fandom, I'm sure. But... This has to, you know, I think Richard Ponick's a good player. Uh, and Verona is absolutely, you know, a sniper. So, you know, this is something that's going to help both teams and also help Detroit in their rebuild. Um, you know, the Caps are going to have a, a low uh, first round pick anyways, and probably a low second round pick in 2022. So you're the, the, the I guess the, the, Benchmark, I like to say, is that there's proven NHL talent versus unproven NHL talent, which is a first-round pick, right? You never know how many first-round yeah. picks are bust. I'd say, you know, more often than not, they're they're not superstars, right? Um, so the way that you broke it down, Carl, is absolutely correct, uh, I believe. And, and again, like we said, like the Caps have tripled down to their identity. And I think Laviolette is going to love it. He's going to get a couple more defensively responsible players because honestly, I think that on nights where the defense gets exposed, it's bad turnovers, um, not being super smart with the puck, uh, some failures to clear. And those failures are generally because everybody's vacating the zone a little early. So maybe having that guy with a little bit of wherewithal to, to stay back and really fight that puck out of the zone and get it going the other way is going to be huge. And even if Anthony Mantha gets caught at our, at our own blue line, the amount of space the guy is going to take up for the other team to get around mm. is, is material at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think also uh, Connor Sherry being able to uh, put up some numbers like he has been uh, makes it a little bit easier to uh, give up someone who has the ability to score goals and have speed the way uh, Verona does. Um, that made it maybe a little bit easier, but I mean, it's so hard to find a big, strong, good, responsible forward. Um, and so if you can find that, you you pay for it. I mean, look at the the uh, Columbus-Winnipeg trade. You know, Winnipeg was willing to give up um, two pretty good players to get one big, responsible centerman that can skate. Right. And so that's uh, it's a hot, hot commodity. And, um, you know, whether, whether he stays past this season or they decide to ship him off, you know, to a team that – that also needs something like that with a pretty team friendly contract for, for what he can bring. Um, you know, maybe they do that. Who knows? But, uh, that's, I think it's a pretty good play. I'm curious to see how he'll fit in and which line they'll put him on. 
but um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nice move. And I'm going to find out some more info. One of my good buddies is best friends with them. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break him down a little bit more and see what we can get. Yeah. Can yeah. Get out of him. But yeah, it's uh, from all accounts, he's a great guy too. So it should be a nice fit. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I think he'll fit right in and just, I think that oddly enough, I think that sometimes the Caps have had issues in front of the net, uh, either cleaning up garbage or just getting the body in front for the screen, which is kind of weird because you would think, but we have a lot of perimeter snipers and shooters. So having maybe even Mantha on like the second power play just to sit in front, um, kind of instead of the bumper with TJ Oshie and let the, let the, uh, our defense and let Ovi kind of tee it up. Because uh, you have to respect that huge body in front, so add that with another defenseman of the opposing team. You know that's a lot of traffic to battle through. Um, also, I, di- I didn't realize, like I said, that he was on for three years, so um, mm-hmm. definitely a long-term deal, and it frees up cap to re-sign Ovi, which we're hoping happens at some point. Um, which that's just another whole separate bottle of anxiety <laughs> for yeah. us. Um, I mean, so curious about that contract. Um, <laughs> What's he going to ask for? What are they going to give him? Right. Do you think that there's a situation where Ovi goes to another NHL team, though? Oof. I would. I I have a hard time seeing that happen, but um, I guess anything could happen. But I I don't know. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not right. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's blasphemy <laughs> almost, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last one we have here is the the Ducks acquire uh, defenseman Hayden Fleury from the Hurricanes in exchange for a defenseman uh, Yanni Hakanapa, uh and a sixth round pick in the 2022 draft. Hayden Fleury, I think, is an uh, underrated young defenseman. Uh, I think the Carolina Hurricanes had a glut of great young defensemen, so they had a lot of bargaining chips. Um, so, you know, whether this is a cat move or not, or if they, I don't think it's a total improvement by the Hurricanes, but probably at least close to a one for one plus the sixth round pick is kind of like the, the deal sweetener. But, uh, but yeah, that's all we've got. Did, was there anything else, Carl, that we missed that you were seeing? Um, I'm not sure. It sounded sound like pretty much everything. Sure, I think there's a few in there maybe that we kind of glossed over, but, uh, um, Madison Bowie, ex cap going to, to Vancouver. Oh, that's Jordy right. Ben, Jordy Ben from Vancouver to Winnipeg. There's a few little things, but I mean, anything that pertains to the Caps in this division is uh, maybe a little bit more important. And I feel like this division was the one that made probably the biggest splash of any of them. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. It's like the I don't know. I should I don't know if it's necessarily the most competitive division, but it's definitely close to being one or one or two. And they're the ones that seem to be making the most moves. So. It'll be uh, interesting to see how all that shakes out because sometimes it works and sometimes it's a lot of nothing. Yeah, it's a uh, um, Shattenkirk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I I think that I mean the Caps Twitter is up in arms, ready to like just bail on the whole fandom. I think because we we dealt Verona, but you know, hopefully uh, he gets he gets the uh, the playing time and, and I guess the coaching and. and figures it out uh, because, you know, in the pre-interview, Carl, we were talking about how he, it seems like every coach has kind of bagged him for his, his uh, defensive liability on the ice. I mean, and you, you, when you played, he wasn't a regular, but I mean, you know, you said that, I mean, speak to that a little bit. I know that we talked before, but. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, 
like like you had said it. If you're going to be a goal scorer, then you got to score a lot of goals uh, to not you know not play both ends all the time. And right. there's not too many guys that can that can do that. And uh, and they're obviously looking for looking for something. Um, they have an identity. The team has an identity that they want to that they want to follow. And if they don't think that uh, that he's doing exactly that, then you know there's that. And then you have a guy that you want to get. And clearly Anthony Mantha was the guy that, that McClellan wanted to get and they have a price. Detroit has a price. And so you have to be willing to, to pay that, to get what you want. And, and maybe Verona wasn't the guy that they in, had in mind to trade and maybe they wanted to keep him there, but they wanted Mantha just a little bit more. And Verona unfortunately had to, had to go. So there's that side of it too. Um, so I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what it was like in the, in the war room there making the deal, but, you um, I mean I don't think I don't think anyone should be upset, but the Caps fans are loyal to their to their guys that uh, that are drafted and come up come up in the organization, which is awesome, totally fair. But um, I think when it comes down to it, this is a smart this is a smart move. Uh, it, it's hard to see draft picks go, but uh, this is this is a pretty good play, I think. Yeah, and it's definitely win now, always. So uh, hopefully. Uh... The, the the slate is now set in stone for sure. Um, it was definitely interesting to see, though, a lot of interdivision movement a little bit too, right? Like uh, the Flyers parted ways with Raffle. I mean, um, there's a couple, you know, the the Bruins, uh, or I mean, the Devils and the Islanders kind of interdivision there making some moves. So uh, <laughs> who knows, man? Yeah. I'm so excited to see the stretch and, and the playoffs picture and how this uh, – whether it collapses the team or not. Uh, hopefully the Jeff Carter trade collapses the Penguins, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure it will, but yeah, yeah. We, we can wish, we can hope. So <clears throat> going with the old uh, grading school system, how would you rate the the Capitals uh, trade deadline actions? A, B, C? Um, I mean, I think – it was what they needed. So um, they paid paid a pretty heavy price for it. But like I said, I think it's what they needed. So um, yeah, I, I would say it's, I'd say it's a B plus, maybe, maybe, even, yeah, B plus, maybe even A minus because they got, uh, they got rid of some, some salary that they, they didn't want to hold on to obviously. And, uh, and got a player that's going to be playing full time. So that's a, I think that's a smart play by them. Yeah, I had a B plus on the tip of my tongue as well. Yeah, yeah. not not to just bandwagon here, but me too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I can't wait to see Anthony Mantha in there, just like wrecking havoc. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm not sure when he's going to slot in, if he's going to play the next game or not. But I would assume that if everything goes right, he would. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's our trade coverage, Caps fans. Um, anybody else have anything to kind of? say at the at the end of the show here looks good we'll yeah. set it to watch good. this yeah yeah absolutely check it out um and again this will be the thursday episode so thanks for tuning in caps fans i know that we made you wait uh to talk about the anthony mantha trade but uh look i think that this is a good team and i think that with lavi behind you know steering the ship this is kind of the personnel he wanted so we're kind of at the mercy here um, but again, really happy to see this. And, uh, I guess that's, that's it, right? Yeah. Well, 
Carl, man, again, thanks a lot for coming on. Love it that you're on. Uh, and we should definitely do this again, maybe in a, a few weeks or so, maybe like once the playoffs start uh, or even before like a playoff preview, Epi. Yeah, good idea. Get things uh, set up before hopefully the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stanley Cup victory or nothing, I think, at this point. I think that the Caps have proven they're all in. And it's crazy to see that so many other teams are all in as well. I mean, everybody who's in playoff position right now has made moves to show that they're absolutely trying to win this year. Even with it's like, even though it's a, a shortened season, it's not a throwaway season for anybody. So awesome to see that, man. Well, everyone thinks everyone thinks they're a contender in their division, right? They don't right. get to play anybody yeah. else, so they all think they're contenders. Exactly, and and yeah. the conference finals are going to be wild just yeah. to see because they're all you have is film, right? It's going to be yeah. very interesting when teams have to play someone different after seventy plus games right. against the same eight teams. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. It will be fun. All right. All right. Well, Caps fans, thanks a lot for tuning in, Carl. As always, thanks for coming on. Um, and until next time, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, and Iron Man himself, Carl Alsner, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. Dude, awesome show, man. I gotta, I gotta pee like a motherfucker. I'll be right back. <laughs> What's that? I gotta go to the bathroom too. I was holding it. All right, all right, yeah. Well, we'll be here if you want to come back, man. All right, give me one second. All right, all right. Oh man. Oh. oh. <laughs>